Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. For today's episode, I thought I'd get into a bit of a guide for HR, for human resources, And even though I wasn't actually a real kind of HR trained professional, I've had a lot of HR functions in my career. So for those who have followed my story, uh, I used to run the undergrad campus recruiting program for one of the uh, big four consulting firms in their tech consulting area, and I I led it nationally. Uh, So I've had the experience of recruiting as well as being a hiring manager, someone who actually uh, works and makes the decisions on how many people to hire, uh, but also on the recruiting side where I will actually screen, will take a look at resumes and do interviews and and all that sort of stuff, attend networking events, lots of networking events uh, in order to make sure that folks uh, can can, can get in and the right people get in. So when we talk about HR, a lot of it is, is, is very people-focused, right? And, and in my day job as a consultant, I would be a practice lead, so I'd be very interested in the development of my people as well, right? So I generally put uh, HR in one of two buckets. Uh, it's, it's people-focused, but it's getting the right people in, uh, and then it's also maintaining and making sure that the people that are in there uh, are, are doing well, right? So when we talk about that maintenance function, it could be kind of the day-to-day functions and then the more strategic ones. So the day-to-day ones are more kind of like payroll, making sure people people get paid, like benefits and compensation, are, are you uh, aligned with the market, that sort of thing. Um, and then there's a, a lot of learning and development stuff uh, as well that happens. Uh, so are you growing, are you uh, getting better, performance evaluations and things like that, uh, and are you continuing to uh, do the right things. Then there are certain things like like, like policies and then depending on whether you work with like uh, different labor markets and stuff like that, uh, unions and things like that, there's all sorts of different intricacies and then oftentimes there's the technology that supports all these functions so the hris the human resources information systems that automate a lot of these functions right so hopefully someone's not going into the bank and paying individually each employee you have a payroll system that that does all that Uh, the uh, learning management system oftentimes it's it's uh, self-directed where a an employee can go in and look and then register for an online course or see what sort of live workshops uh, are there, either virtual or in person. Uh, some of them can apply for uh, different um, grants and subsidies for taking examinations or, or uh, longer courses as well. Uh, that might need approval and things like that as well. And then the performance reviews and things like that. So there's a lot of different functions that go into HR. Right, uh, anything related to uh, a person uh, and an employee of the company, and to make them uh, better. So HR is, is, is a very broad function, and I find that it's it's actually growing in terms of its need, right? Because people are are realizing, or companies are realizing that it, it's really the people that make it up, right? So the the business is the business, and and the technology and all that sort of stuff is there, and it's often the quality of the people that determine uh, whether or not that business runs. Uh, better, more smoothly, uh, more sustainably for a longer time uh, than uh, w- whatever setup, right? So you hope that you can have like a, a plug-and-play model where you can just put anybody in there uh, and then uh, they can g- churn things out like let's say a fast food place where uh, y- you know you get a pretty much the same kind of quality uh, food just because uh, the system is designed that way. But oftentimes that's not where uh, the, the really innovative companies and, and the ones that really make a difference in the world, um, that, that's not the type of uh, 
people that are there, right? You want people who, who have uh, creativity, imagination, provide great customer service at the end of the day. And uh, by doing all those things, then these companies thrive. So I think uh, now and even in, in the future, it'll be HR's time to shine, right? To get away from more the traditional administrative functions where it's all just payroll and like, well, how do I take advantage of my benefits and vacation and stuff like that? And more into, okay, how do I really allow my, my people to thrive, right? How do I get the best out of them? How do I put them in the best position to succeed, uh, provide them the right tools, uh, all the whole work from home um, thing that uh, COVID has uh, required us to do right what about uh, going back into the office is that required is that not how do we balance it and if people are just coming into the office uh, whenever they want to right how does that build a culture and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of great nuances and and i think that's one of the uh, great developments that are coming up where people uh, who are interested in in other people <laughs> have a, a great time in terms of how to develop them from a business and a, and a corporate context. So HR is, is very varied in terms of what uh, you can do, um, but it can be one of the more challenging uh, areas to get into. And, and the main reason is because HR has a relatively small footprint in an organization. So generally speaking, in a company, you might only have uh, one HR professional for every, let's say, 100 employees, 50 employees, right? And it's only really when a company gets to above uh, kind of 30, 40, 50 that they actually have a full-time dedicated HR professional. For smaller companies that are only kind of 10, 20 people, you don't have enough work for someone that's uh, a dedicated HR, right? Um, they'll probably be rolled into an operations role, whereas an operations uh, office manager or something like that, you have to make sure that people are paid, that they're onboarded, that they're trained, they have the right access to the right stuff. Uh, but other than that, uh, when you're a small company, you don't really have that time or, or the uh, capacity to think more strategically and all that. And when you get to kind of 50, 100 people, well, then you probably need a, a full-time HR person. But all those functions are rolled into one person, right? It's a lot for one person to, to do. So when you're thinking of uh, HR, there's there's really kind of that one to 100 for, for uh, employees of, of a company, obviously, except for ones that focus explicitly on HR and, and people functions. Uh, but but generally speaking, in any, any bank, any telecom, any manufacturer, whatever, you're looking at roughly those ratios. So there's not a lot of them to go around, right? So if, if you're actually looking for those roles, uh, they're, they're a little bit more scarce than some of the other ones, right? Because it's, it's more of a support function, um, even though there, it's a very important support function uh, it, it's uh, kind of often put into the back burner right so some of the easiest ways that I've seen to, to get in is, is usually either through the recruiting route or through kind of an HR generalist type role right so recruiting that uh, they're bringing people in right uh, and and they're making sure that the right people get hired and some of the more creative ways that I've heard of people trying to get into the HR uh, sphere is basically to help uh, recruiters help HR talent professionals help them to, to recruit uh, even before they join the company, right? So they will be on, on a, a company's page, a smaller, a medium, a large company, and take a look at the job postings. But instead of finding a job for themselves, because like I said, the HR postings are often a little bit lighter, uh, then they'll actually try to find and refer their friends, their colleagues, their, their co-workers, and say, hey, I know someone who would be a great fit for that role. 
And then that person starts taking notice, right? The, the HR professional that's on the other side is saying, wow, this person keeps sending me some great candidates and uh, maybe I should hire them, right? And if you do that for, for a long enough time, you, you first of all hone your skills, right? To see, okay, well, that person I sent you, were they good? Oh, what other questions? What other things should I ask and, um, them in order to make sure that they are fit for the culture? Okay, yeah, I can, I can do that. And when you do that, you get better at your craft and then you can actually uh, get in. Now, uh, it, it is one of those those functions where if you get in through uh, an agency, so sometimes there are HR agencies, uh, talent acquisition agencies, that uh, sit outside of a company, and their job is to basically fill those roles, right? So oftentimes you can get a, a role in one of those companies and, and then transition into uh, an, an actual um, in industry HR type role as well. So that's another way that, that you can get in. Um, that one is, is a little bit more high burn, it's high performance, there's usually like a lot of metrics and targets that you have to do and a lot of it is cold calling. So if, if you're not really comfortable in, in, in a role in, in sales, it's, it's, it's basically a, a sales type role where you're connecting with people uh, and then you're, you're, you're selling uh, people right? and, their, and their capabilities and, and all of that sort of stuff. So if you think about uh, applying your craft from, an, from a recruiting perspective, that's often the best way to, to get in because it's the most outwardly accessible. Like people aren't generally or companies aren't generally going to share their, uh, their, their data or, or their uh, payroll uh, benefits plans and stuff like that and allow you to play with that. But uh, they're more than welcome to take uh, people that's coming in, right? Uh, oftentimes, the, the next one is kind of the, in that HR general and assistant role, right? So in that those smaller companies, medium-sized companies, or hopefully a larger company, right? Uh, those ones might even have like uh, HR uh, coordinators and assistants and stuff like that, where you're focusing on any one of those areas and and you support that that function, right? Uh, oftentimes, that at that role it becomes an administrative function, right? Because you're making sure that uh, all all the uh, learning plans are updated, that you're uh, all of the, the, the payroll setup is, is set up and, 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 and uh, onboarding is going smoothly and all that sort of stuff. But the goal is to get exposed to that so that you can move on to higher functions where you become uh, like an HR generalist where you still do all the, the, the functions and then maybe an HR business partner. And, and the main difference between a generalist and a business partner is that the generalist tends to run the day-to-day -day type of HR operations and the uh, business partner tends to think a little bit more strategically. So uh, let, let's plan and forecast who you need in the next uh, two, five, ten years, that sort of thing, so we can help with the learning and development and maybe start, start stewarding people forward. So it's not just uh, reacting to, to what's out there, it's also being proactive in, in, in the uh, whole management of people. So that, that's a couple of uh, areas where you, or types of roles where you want to consider in order to get into the HR function. And to get in it, it's, it's pretty much the same as any other, but because the roles are a little bit more scarce, you're probably going to uh, benefit a little bit more on the networking side. So if you're in, in clubs, uh, there are more and more HR clubs that I, that I find, uh, generally speaking, that's one of the later ones to come in because most people are interested when they're in business in things like accounting and finance and all that. Uh, but now I, I do see a lot of HR organizations, HR student clubs that are uh, being created and they'll have events. Uh, some of them even have um, kind of conferences, uh, case competitions and things like that. And they obviously do it from an HR context. So making sure to attend and meeting all the different HR professionals there 
uh, for, for, for Ontario, they have the, the HRPA, the uh, HR Professionals Association, and they have uh, certifications as well. So even as a student or a recent grad, even though you don't might not qualify for all the uh, requirements, you could, you could volunteer there. And, and that would be a great way to get access to a lot of uh, HR professionals. So building networks, building meaningful connections, and seeing how you can help, maybe doing what I said on the recruiting side, or maybe helping them provide them some resources, uh, because oftentimes, um, especially in smaller organizations, HR people are often overwhelmed because they have to do everything, right? all that sort of stuff. And oftentimes, uh, things that they want to do gets put on the back burner because they have to deal with this day-to-day -day or, or, or someone comes to them with a, some, some benefits issue or someone's harassing another person or what have you. And those things uh, mire up their, their time instead of them being able to think strategically, right? So if you can either uh, provide them something to, to do that day-to-day -day quicker or help them to think strategically, then that demonstrates your value. So continuing to, to uh, apply online and I actually find it quite curious where uh, a lot of the HR professionals I know they don't have very great resumes right? and oftentimes even if you're a recruiter uh, they often don't have great resumes and I think it's because they are uh, so used to it they do it all day to day that they're really critical of their own resume <laughs> they almost uh, don't want to, to put it out there because uh, they always can feel uh, or find a way to, to get it better right um, so I'd encourage you to, to reach out to someone to, to help review it because if, especially if you're a recruiter or if you had experience doing that, uh, your your resume is probably better than you think, right? It's, it's just you're you're so critical because you do it day to day that uh, you, you probably put unrealistic expectations on it, right? Um, so continue to apply online, but again, there'll be fewer of them out there. So focus on that networking. Focus on the company that that uh, you, you that you want to work for, right? The organizations like the HRPA or uh, meetups that that are around as well. And uh, with, with anything, if you want to also become a, a thought leader where uh, you're on, on LinkedIn and uh, contributing to the different hashtags that are out there, putting your comments and perspectives and connecting with the people who uh, provide that, that content. When you do that and, and put yourself out there, then uh, you're, you're more likely to be found as well, right? So you're more likely to be picked out in, in a pile of uh, resumes. You're more likely to be um, taken up for that uh, uh, coffee chat, virtual chat, uh, Zoom chat, whatever it is. And uh, from there, a whole bunch of opportunities will, will come in. So hopefully that gives you a, a bit of an insight for those that, that come to me uh, looking to get into HR and, and learning a little bit more about that, that function. Um, yeah, and I'm learning to uh, a little bit more and more and more. And uh, I hope that it, it's going to have a lot of uh, ways where it, it can improve. Because one of the, the things that, that I, I, is a bit of a pet peeve of mine is the whole hiring process to begin with, right? So I'm not a fan of the whole resume process and, and interviews and stuff like that because it's really just a random piece of, of paper where it's, it's up to the person and how good they are in, in presenting themselves. It's not that much of a good representation of that person. Um, but uh, most people haven't thought of anything better. I myself haven't necessarily thought of anything better too, right? So it's the best that we have right now and, and we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, that's why I, I, I really um, push on the networking side because you really get to demonstrate your value to, to someone else. Uh, and, and by doing that, you get to uh, showcase your, your, your skills and your talents and your potential. And also you get to uh, experience their culture and their uh, capabilities, their, their potentials as well to see if it's, it's a fit for you. Right? So hopefully that gives you a good overview of HR and uh, yeah, we'll see you again in a future episode. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. 
you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.